Welcome to the Whistle Way Podcast. My name is Kyle Whistle, your host with EXP Realty in San Diego. My name is Brian Kochi, Director of Marketing here at Whistle Realty Group. And it's so nice I have my voice back this week. Finally. God, I'm getting annoyed. <laughs> cool. The goal of the show, guys, is to give you the tools, techniques, and tactics to go out there and crush it in your business. The way that we like to do that is to answer the questions that you have for us. So if you have a question you want to have us answer on a future episode of the show, you can always go to thewhistleway.com. You can ask us questions on there, subscribe to the YouTube channel and podcast, uh, join our referral network for all the people leaving California, get on our email newsletter or in our private Facebook group where we share a lot of tips and tricks that we're working on uh, within the team. And if you want to get dialed in with our video content creation course called the Media Mayor Mastermind, where we'll teach you everything we've learned about shooting videos over the last eight years together, how we've had thousands of videos created with millions of views and tons of transactions that have come out of it, visit thewhistleway.com and get dialed in. I think we've got that on sale for a half price right now. So right take now advantage of that. Boom. Yes, sir. Uh, if you enjoyed the content today, if you're watching on YouTube, hit the thumbs up button, let YouTube know. And if you uh, want more of the content, hit subscribe and the little notification bell and YouTube will take care of the rest. And if you're on a podcast platform um, and you enjoy the episode today, hook us up with a review. Uh, reviews mean a lot to us on podcasts. Um, so if you could spend two, three minutes, just write a quick review. It'd mean a lot to us. We'd love it. Yeah. With that said, what are we doing, Brian? So it's funny. I, I remember not too long ago we were doing a market you saying, I feel like a broken record. I'm saying the same thing over and over and over and over again. Um, obviously, uh, March 2020, everything kind of changed. And for the past maybe year or so, we've had a pretty consistent, crazy, each month being crazier than the next, it feels like, market. Um, things happened this week. Um, when we put this out on podcast, it'll probably be a week at late. Um and if you're listening to this in the future, it's June 15th right now. Um, things happen this week that is definitely changing up the market. Um, why don't you talk a little bit just to kind of give those that a little bit of information about what happened. And then I want to go into how do we discuss that with our clients? Yeah. So we'll, um, we don't always date stamp these, but we'll date stamp these yes. because the market is moving so fast. Uh, so today is Wednesday, June the 15th. So just for perspective, when you're listening to this and you have proper context, um, this 2022. week is, yeah, 2022. So this week, this past seven days has been uh, right up there with one of the craziest weeks I've ever seen in, in being in this industry for 15 years. Um, I feel like it ranks right up there. Now, I don't want to diminish this. I'm just talking about the real estate change, not the global change. Um, but it ranks right up there. I had similar feelings this week as I had when COVID first hit and everything got shut down. And I'm not, don't take this at all that I'm diminishing COVID. I'm not, not so talking about that. Is, this I'm is just as bad as talking COVID. about <laughs> the effect on the real estate market. The, uh, the effect of, on the real estate market of what happened this past week had me in a position where I remember like when they shut everything down with COVID and obviously the agents are all reaching out like, what the fuck are we going to do? Like, we can't, we can't even show homes. What are we going to do? Like, I remember there was definitely a moment there where I was like, shit this is fucked up. Like, I don't know what we're going to do. Like everybody's calling me, asking me, what are we going to do? And I'm like, I don't have the answers. <laughs> I mean, I didn't know that we'd still be, I mean, a couple of my good friends got COVID last week, like still not yeah. gone. And we're, you know, two and a half years later. So, um, I don't think, you know, we didn't know what we didn't know then what we know now had we known, I would have been, if we realized it was two years to flatten the curve, not two weeks, who knows where our heads would have been. Um, I'm Definitely kind of a different. I'm kind of glad that the um, they didn't tell us this was going to be a two plus year. 
sitting in my car. I, think I, was, I remember vividly, I was like going through Sonic and Sonic's got some good shakes. They Brian do. knows what's up. And during the summer, they get it like half off after, after 8. 8 p.m. Like who the hell needs a milkshake after 8 p.m.? Who has a milkshake <laughs> before 8 p.m.? That's my ice cream time. Maybe when it's like a hot day and a nice cool milkshake. Yeah, maybe I do, I do nighttime ice cream. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I remember like going through and like when the news dropped, I was like, oh shit. I just remember that feeling and I had that feeling on Monday night when we, and we were in an all day meeting Monday. So I was kind of like, um, I was off the grid. So I didn't get to like follow it throughout the day. So when I actually got back on the grid and, and realized what happened in the market, I was, I had a very similar feeling. I was like, oh shit, what the hell do I say to the team? Like, and people are hitting me up and asking, what are we doing? And I, it's a very similar feeling. So break it down. What, first hit. what did happen? The government fucked up. That's what happened. Mm, that is news. That I don't think that's happened before. Nope, yeah. not in my notes. So, I mean, just the, the Cliff's <laughs> Notes version. Obviously, COVID hit. The government lowered interest rates crazy to stimulate the market. And then they pumped a ton of money into the economy and caused inflation. Go figure. Um, yes, when the government gives you free money... And they create a ton of money that that causes inflation. Who would have? Um, I'm pretty problem, sure the government should have known. <laughs> they should have, but the problem is they didn't do anything about it, and they waited till inflation got out of control to finally start adjusting the federal funds rate, which is one of the primary tools that the government has to control inflation. The problem is they didn't start doing anything with that fed that federal funds rate until this year. They should have started things a year ago because. The writing was on the wall that inflation was up. Like, right? If you wanted to go buy an RV or a boat or a car or anything a year ago, you were paying a premium for it. I know people who bought cars in like 18 and then sold them in 21 for more money after the car had three more years of wear and tear on it. Like, it was crazy. Yeah, that was a good time um, to be a car salesman. They're like, uh, this is the sticker price. We're yeah. uh, auctioning it off. If How much higher than the sticker price do you want to go? Yeah, or somebody's coming in like, yep, I'm looking for an F-150. And they're like, I have a Civic. I'll take it. Like, <laughs> I mean, that, that's where we were a year ago. Like, it was stupid. So the government did not start to utilize their tools to prevent massive inflation. Now they want two to three percent inflation. Like, that's a healthy inflation number. Um, they didn't utilize their primary tool, being the Fed funds rate, to control inflation, and inflation got out of hand. And so, it, uh, a few months ago, it hit eight point. What was it? Eight point two, eight point three, uh, eight point six. And so then that finally started to make some adjustments and it went from 8.6 down to like 8.3%. And we were like, all right, cool. We're going in the right direction. We'll just, you know, stick to these like half point adjustments. And then the new inflation numbers came out and they actually went back up again. And the government was like, oh shit, we need to make bigger changes. So the expectation going into today uh, was that they were going to raise rates a half a point as of last week. But then when those new inflation numbers came out, they realized we need to go more than a half point. We need to go three quarters of a point. Um, and as soon as the expectation shifted from a half point to three quarters of a point, mortgage rates shot up. Everybody pulled their money out of the stock market. Everybody pulled their money out of the crypto market. And so now you had interest rates on mortgages climb drastically and you had stocks and crypto fall drastically. And that's where a lot of people get money to buy houses is within... It's a double whammy, right? Your, your source of funds for a lot of people just got hit hard. And then your financing vehicle just got hit hard, um, both in a negative way. So, yeah, yeah it's, a, it's a big impact on the market. So, um, that was a good education because we were in all the day meeting Monday and we've been slammed ever since. So, uh, that gives me a better perspective of it. Yep. 
I know we've been talking a lot. Um, I know you spent over an hour talking uh, to people yesterday and then even today, uh, again, to our team. How do we, um, uh, not we, how do our agents use this information and, and talk to buyers and sellers? And let's break it out into buyers and then sellers. How do we, I don't want to say spin this, but how do we educate them? Where are their um, opportunities? Let's do a SWOT, a SWOT analysis, yeah. right? Strengths, weakness, opportunities, all that. Yeah. So, um, you know, I don't think it's, all that is the T. I think it's, uh, I don't know what it is. Tactics. Uh, <laughs> so, you know, the thing when I was sitting there on Monday night, like, how the hell am I going to, like, talk to the team about this? Um, those are those situations you have, I think, a lot in life where you're like, I, you know, I felt backed into a corner. I was like, shit, this is crazy. Like, you're getting hit from both directions between stocks and mortgage rates. Um, and you just got to decide how to how to handle that situation. And so for me as a leader, it's like I put a strategy together. I talked to, um, you know, some of my other trusted partners. Hey, what conversation are you having tomorrow? What are you guys talking? What, where's your head at? And just faced it head on on Tuesday, right? Tuesday morning, let's fucking go. Like, let's let's not try to hide from this because I know there's a lot of, one, there's a lot of people who are on islands. Like, if you're listening to this or watching this, like, you're the, you might be on an island. You don't even know what to do. You're just like, shit, what do I do? And you have no leadership or anything. If you're in that situation, that's a problem. We should probably talk. Um, I'm the kind of leader like, hey, this sucks, but this is what it is. And let's talk about it. Like, I want you to understand where we're at, where we're going, and what do we need to be doing. And so, I spent all day Tuesday, right? Let's just, let's go. Let, let's just spend the time. And then our meeting was an hour. And I was like, hey, I'm staying as long as you guys need me to. However long you have questions, like, I'm here. Because um, that's what I got to do as a leader. I, I need to help people understand things. I need them to talk through the thoughts in their head so you feel more comfortable. Because you just need to do that sometimes. And so, we did that yesterday. And then today we spent, um, you know, an hour just role-playing. Well, we spent a half hour on the phone this morning. We spent an hour in person this afternoon just role-playing the scenario, these conversations, because the same way I have to face this head-on as a leader, our agents have to do this with their clients. Because if you're being a little bitch and you won't go talk to your client because you're scared they're going to like get mad at you, they're going to yell at you, they're going to be disappointed in you, like you're going to lose that client. They're going to talk to you on the phone for an hour plus? <laughs> yeah, but hey, I had to have that call, right? Absolutely. Like. I just had to, I just got off one of these. So the the message that I gave to my team this week is you need to go through your top 10 buyers in your pipeline. Hopefully you have 10. That doesn't necessarily mean they're all literally writing offers today, but your top 10 and you need to schedule meetups with them. If you can meet with them in person, that's ideal. If it's got to be via Zoom, okay. If it's got to be over the phone, it's got to happen. There's no excuse for it to not happen, but it cannot happen over a freaking text and it cannot happen over an email. It's got to be a conversation because you've got to show empathy and you can do that with the tone of your voice, right? For the clients, I was just on an hour and 11 minutes. Like we had, there's a lot of emotion right now. Like I had to let them get their emotion out and they needed to understand how I feel that it hurts me that their home hasn't sold, right? Like I, I feel like crap that their home hasn't sold. I wish it was sold. Like, but how do you communicate that in a text, right? You can't. Oh, yeah, you can. Absolutely. You yeah. just do the crying face. Uh, yeah, just and then the emoji, cat with emoji, our eyes. Jif, jif, yeah. Yeah, right. you're good to go. I mean, that's how everyone would like to communicate. Yeah, so uh, just got to schedule meetups with your top 10 um, buyer prospects that you have in your pipeline. And then you've got to sit down with every seller that you have right now. So whether they're pending, active, pre-list, or just about to list, like you got to sit down and meet with them. And I've just laid out team. That's what you got to be focused on this whole week. That's it. 
block everything else out. Just focus on that this week. You got to go have these tough conversations. And so not only do you need to have them, but now let's talk about what are the conversations. So we just did a, an hour brainstorming session to kind of come up with some ideas. And so when we meet with people, one, I wanted to make sure that the agents understand how to explain this to a client. How, why did the rates jump? And also help them understand, like particularly for buyers, when the Fed raised rates three quarters of a point today, guess what? Mortgage rates came down, which is not what people think. People think, oh shit, they're going to raise it three quarters of a point today. I better, I got to buy yesterday. Like it doesn't work like that. So having people understand what is the Fed funds rate, which it's a vehicle to help control inflation and adjust the overnight borrowing rate between banks, which helps um, raise rates all around the world on everything. Um, and so the Fed utilizes that to curb inflation. So the agents needed to understand what it is. What is this, you know, what is the Fed funds rate raising mean? They need to understand what is a 10 year treasury. They need to understand all of that. So I wanted to make sure one, the agents understand like what the fuck happened. Okay. And now what are we going to do? And so we need to sit down and meet with the clients and be able to talk to them when the client's like, what the hell happened? Boom. Now we know what happened. Now let's talk about, are we still in the game? Right? Cause that's what you got to figure out with the buyers, your top 10 buyers. Are they still in the game? And we got to understand you might've lost two of that 10. You might've lost five of the 10. You might've lost eight of the 10. You might've lost all of them. Who knows? I don't know. Um, only, you know, and so first thing you got to figure out like who's riding with you still. And so you got to sit down and have a conversation and make sure they understand like, Hey, rates are now in the sixes. That's just the reality of it. Um, are you still in the game? Do you still want to do this? You, you good. You ready to move forward? Cool. And if they are, now we start talking about some of the opportunities. So, Hey, are you still EA? It's in the game. Oh boy. Man, I loved it. <laughs> oh boy. Tom gave me the, the eyes closed. He gave head. you the grumpy cat look. <laughs> the eyes closed. Just like, head oh shake. No. no, no, no. Yeah, that was painful, bro. God, I, I used to, you ever play Madden? Like Madden? long, long. I haven't played a video game in at least 10 years. That's fine. I haven't played Madden for a long time, but that's good marketing. Anyways, carry on. Shut up. Keep going. We'll edit that in. Yeah, cool. <laughs> All, All right, right, so buyers. So this is where you grab your pen and paper. I'm going to give you some some of the things that you should be talking to buyers about and what are some of the opportunities that are created by this change. Number one is there's far less competition, right? A lot of buyers just got wiped out of the market. I don't know what the exact percentage is, but a good percentage of buyers have been wiped out between rates that started rising a few months ago and now you just had uh, rates jump nearly a point in the last week a lot of buyers are out of the game. So you have a lot less competition, which is a big plus if you're still in the game. Um, it's still a far better option than renting because if you're renting, your payment's going up every year and you're building no equity. On the flip side, by owning, your payment is fixed for 30 years. Assuming you do a fixed rate loan, your payment is fixed for 30 years and your equity is going to grow over that same time period. Now, is there going to be ups and downs in the middle? Yeah. There's like, there might be ups and downs in your rent payment, but over the course of time, downs in your rent payment. It's happened. Um, over the course of time, rents have always gone up, and prices have always gone up. So there might be some up years, some down years in the middle of those, but they're both going to go up consistently. But you're also going to have a flat line, which on the renting side is your equity, and on the mortgage side is your payment. So which line do you want that's growing? Do you want the rental payment you're making growing, or do you want your equity growing? It's a pretty simple decision, right? So yeah. help people understand that. You also got to help them understand, hey, if you get out and you choose to rent, let's make sure we're clear here. You're paying 100% interest on your rent payment and you can't write it off. 
but you on can't your refi on your mortgage payment you're making that mortgage payment and you know let's just call it i don't know what the exact number is probably 50 percent of it is going toward principal which means you're paying down the balance which is building equity even if the market's flat and you just paid your mortgage all year you're gonna owe you're gonna have equity you're gonna have more equity at the end of the year than you started the year with yep. um and then the payment that you make that is not going towards principal is going towards interest and that you're gonna get to write off on your taxes. So that's pretty freaking cool too. So make sure you're helping people understand their options between renting and buying. Um, the sales price to list price ratio is gonna be significantly more in buyer's favor, where a few months ago we were at 107% list to sales price ratio. That meant you had to pay 7% above list to get an offer accepted on something. It was crazy. Um, I, I think you're gonna see that much more in line with 100%. Um, you know, plus or minus a couple, but I don't think you're 7% above list anymore. So that's great. Um, for the buyers, for the buyers. Yeah. These are all buyers. Yep. This is all buyer conversation. Yep. Um, the other thing that's really cool when you're buying is your rate is fixed for 30 years, but if rates get lower in the market, which a lot of times in election years, rates dip, you can always refinance and you can take advantage of a lower rate. So you actually have an option on a mortgage to take a lower payment if rates ever dip. Whereas on rent, there, that option doesn't exist. You're stuck with whatever the market bears. And so the, the ability to have uh, to lower your rate if rates dip is huge. Yeah, I think I refied both my, my condo within the first year of buying it. And I think I refied it again. And, and then we sold it a couple of years later and then I, then I bought my place. Yeah. Um, next up is adjustable rate mortgages, which I think is something that's huge to talk about. Now, you need to reach out to your local banks and your local credit unions and figure out what adjustable rate mortgage options they're offering. We have an option here in San Diego that's offering rates in the freaking twos. If somebody's willing to do a five-year adjustable, they got rates in the twos. If they want a seven or a 10-year adjustable, they've got rates in the threes. That's crazy. So think about how cool of an opportunity is that, that you can now talk to your buyer and say, hey, Mr. And Mrs. Buyer, um, you know, I know the market's changed and rates are at six, but good news, I actually got you a rate still in the threes. But now the good thing is you're gonna have way more options out there, there's way less competition, you're not gonna have to overpay, and you could pick and choose the home that you want. How cool is that? But you could still get a rate in the threes. Yeah, and especially if, if you're talking to people that have kind of upward mobility, if you expect the housing market to continue to increase. Um, these are things that make adjustable rates a lot less scary. Um, you know, if, if it's a, a young couple that, that or, or, or a young individual that, you know, is starting their career, they have a, a master's degree, right? They're probably not going to make that same money that they're making now in a year or two or three or four. Um, so one, if the rate adjusts and it adjusts above what they're currently paying, they should be able to afford it in five years. Or um, they can refi or pull out. There's lots of options. So yeah. cool. So I'm refinancing my house in the twos. Yeah, I looked at it. I'm I'm at three percent right now, and the adjustment wasn't worth it. It wasn't worth it for me. Yeah. I think um, it'll bring it to two eight seven five or something like that for me. I'm like, eh. Not a big enough change. Nope. Okay. Um, next up, I kind of touched on it, but there's way more options. You can pick and choose now. You don't have to just take the one house in the neighborhood you want to be in, you can pick the house. So you don't have to get stuck with the one that has, not to buy a two-story, even though you really wanted a one-story. You don't have to 
buy the house that has a pool when you didn't really want a pool. You don't have to buy the house that doesn't have a garage, even though you really want a garage. Like you can actually be patient and, and buy the home that has what you want or buy in the neighborhood that you actually want and not be stuck buying in a shitty neighborhood because there's nothing available in the neighborhood you want to be in. So that's huge. Um, and then the last one on the buy side is that you can actually ask for credits again. So especially those of you that are, uh, or those buyers that are, you know, FHA, VA, they might need a little help with some closing costs. Like you can ask for that again. Like that's, seller's not going to be pissed off that you're asking for credit. And I think this gives a lot more power to those that are using FHA and VA. Before it was, hey, do you have all cash and you can close in 14 minutes? Like other than that, I'm not going to listen to you. Yeah. VA and FHA. So this might be a perfect opportunity to reach out to those VA, FHA that have been burned out for before. Yeah, it's a little more expensive, but now they can actually get an offer accepted and not go against 30 different people. And again, if before we were doing 107 to list price, but now you're at list to sales price, now you're at 100%, 7% versus the, the versus the interest rate payment. It might. Yeah. Cool. So, so I would actually have contingency your offer. <laughs> I mean, mine um just moved out to nashville like a place well he had to write the offer with a non-con uh with no contingencies with a hundred thousand dollar non-refundable deposit oh he'd never seen the freaking house like you don't have to do that anymore guys you can actually go see the house did first. it work out well for him at least yeah he's very happy it worked okay, out good. um but that's what he had to do to get a <laughs> house like hundred thousand dollars non-refundable never even seen the house like that's gone. You don't have to do that. You could actually like one, you can go see the house first and then write your offer. And then you can write an offer that actually like allows you to complete an inspection that allows you to get an appraisal. Like it's, it's crazy. So I side, those are positives. So real quick, we're running a little long. We've got two options. We can either talk about what we talk to sellers about and skip the widget of the week, or we can go power through the sellers. Um, let's save that for a second episode. Sellers? Yeah, we'll save that. We can do a whole nother episode Ooh, on that. Ooh, cliffhanging. All right. Ooh, yeah, you have to tune in next week to get that one. Cool. All right. Um, so with that said, we'll dive into our widget of the week. But before we do, if you're enjoying the content today, if you're watching on YouTube, give us a little thumbs up. Let YouTube know you're enjoying the content. If you want more of the content, um, hit the subscribe button, the little notification bell. YouTube will make sure to update you every time we drop a new episode. And if you're on a podcast platform, a review would be greatly appreciated. And if you have a question you want to have us answer on a future episode of the show, you can always go to thewhistleway.com. You can ask us questions on there. You can subscribe to the podcast and YouTube channel, join our referral network, email newsletter, and private Facebook group, and get dialed in with our Media Mayor Mastermind course all about creating killer video content at half price, thewhistleway.com. With that said, we want to dive into our whistle widget of the week. This is something we utilize in our business that saves us time, makes us more money, or just helps us have a little bit more fun. What do you got for us, Brian? Yeah, so I was getting my DJI Osmo Mobile. Um, this It's the gimbal uh, dialed in for the event we're doing this week uh, with Grant Wise, with Whitley, and I was looking at some of the accessories they had. And one of the things that they had that I, I haven't purchased yet, but I like the idea and I can see some really good excuse me, some good use cases for it, is um, they have a little attachment that has a light. So it's just a little bit a light that um, basically is what holds the, the phone. Um, and so a little tool, especially if you're filming in scenarios that 
Um, maybe it's really dark. Maybe you're doing a Facebook Live at a uh, concert at night or um, you know, you're going through property. It's really good if the, the lighting is really overhead and just give a little bit of fill light. But I looked into it. It's the DJI OM fill light. If you have the Osmo Mobile 5, uh, that's the current um, little gimbal for the cell phone, this little fill light, it's about 50, 60 bucks. Um, cool little gadget, especially if you're in a lot of situations that it's often dark. Cool. I will uh, tie into what you're talking about with the federal funds rate. I learned about this tool that I never knew existed, um, but this tool allows you to see what the probability is of the Fed raising rates at their next meeting and how much they're looking at raising their rates. So what I've learned going through all the studying that I've done, there's an expectation of what they're going to do today. There's already that expectation. There's an expectation of what they're going to do in July and November and December and in February. That's all. The rates that you're seeing for mortgages today are based upon the expectations of what's going to happen in July and all of those subsequent meetings. So your rate is already baking that in or factoring all of these changes in. So for example, in July, the current projection, there's a 22% probability of a half point raise. There's a 78% probability of a three quarter point raise. The mortgage rate you're seeing today in the low sixes is factoring this in already. And it's factoring in that by next year, now this I've learned, a term is called the terminal Fed funds rate. Terminal, um, think of the termination of something. Uh, when something's gonna end, like where are we gonna finally stop? So the current projection is that we're gonna end up finishing in the high fours, where the, the federal current? funds rate is 1.5 today. Ooh. So there's an expectation that between now and, and through February, that we still are, have two and a half points of growth in the federal funds rate that are going to happen, but understand the mortgage rate today is expecting. So the the current probability of the terminal rate, the highest probability is in the, at four point seven five. So the rate you're seeing today is with the expectation that we're going to end up in the high fours on the Fed funds rate. So if you're watching this consistently and you're seeing these numbers drop down their their expectations that's when you can expect to see interest rates potentially come down. Yes. You're not going to go, oh, I better buy now because it's going to go up another uh, half point in a month because the bankers are looking at this too. Right. They're they, going they're... off the expectation. So there's a saying that's like, oh, shit. It's like buy the, the rumor, sell the story or sell the headline. So this is kind of like the rumor. You know what's going to happen. So this is you're making your decision based on this information. That's what smart money does. Stupid money buys or makes takes action based on the headline today of three quarter point raise. I already know based on this data that the expectation is we're gonna continue to raise until we get into the high force. That's what I know, right? So I make my decision based on this, but stupid money is gonna make a decision based on the headlines. That yeah, the media get, get the full story, get the context. Get, yeah, yeah makes sense. I, should, cool. I should find that. So that tool, is called the Fed Watch Tool. Fed Watch Tool. Um, and it's on a website, cmegroup.com. Charlie, Mary, Edgar, group.com. And it's called the Fed Watch Tool. Cool. So, yeah, you guys should check that out. I, I got to know the quote. We can't finish with me giving a fucked up quote, Brian. I feel like up. they should just let us know in the comments. Buy the... Buy the rumor, sell the news. That's the, the thing. Buy the rumor. That rumor is this Fed Watch Tool. Right of what's gonna happen, 
and then sell the news. So sell when all the idiots are buying. There you go. Brian's like, I don't get it. It's fine. Those of you that are in the markets know what's up. All cool. right, guys. <laughs> Hopefully you got a lot of value out of the show today. Again, I'm Kyle Whistle with EXP Realty in San Diego. I'm Brian Kochi. Yeah, and if you are on an island right now, hit me up. Whether you're looking to join a team in San Diego or you just need to be a part of a team nationally, globally, hit me up. Shoot me a DM at Kyle Whistle. See you guys. Later.